Hello fellow followers of Christ, I'm Nathan, and today we'll be talking about atheism. Alright, so we're going to get into this. I hope you enjoyed the Easter Sunday special yesterday. Um, I'd just like to get right into it, and I'd also like to clarify, I'll be clarifying this during the uh, podcast, um, that I mean no hate to atheists at all. Um, many Christians, in fact I did for the longest time, many Christians see atheists as the enemy. Um, some atheists see Christians as the enemy. Um, uh, Christians' only job is to make other Christians. Christians' job is to love others. I, for one, like many Christians, love atheists. I love them to death. Every atheist I know, I love them. But, um, uh, just because we love that person, that does not mean, that does not mean that we love... Uh, what they do, and I'm going to get into that right now. Okay, so a lot of atheist problems with uh, Christianity and becoming Christian is because um, the main problem is facing guilt. It's what I call it. Um, a lot of atheists don't want to face the guilt of their sins. Um, a lot of atheists don't want to confess their sins to God because they don't want to face what they've done. Many atheists um, consider themselves to be good people, and you can be a good person and not be a Christian, but it doesn't matter if you're a good person, because at the end of the day, it's what, it's how you worship God, it's how you believe in God, you put your faith in God, and you put your faith in Jesus Christ, because being a good person, that doesn't get you into heaven, um, so, yeah, a lot of atheists just don't want to face the guilt of uh, their sins. Because no matter how many people like to say they're a good person, Christians, atheists, whatever, no one's that great of a person. You can you can go out of your way to be nice, sure, but it's about putting your faith in Jesus Christ and putting your faith in God. And another point is uh, a lot of them just don't want to, you know... Be faithful to a God. They want to live their own life, and you can you can see that. And like, you could see wanting to have uh, free will and getting to choose what you want to do and stuff, and not, as some people put it, waste any time with that. Um, I've heard people say they don't want to worship a God that they can't see. Now that is where a lot of uh, people, even some Christians, sometimes I even struggle with doubt and faith sometimes, not specifically, um, I don't specifically, specifically struggle where, uh, with, uh, this not being able to see part, it's just sometimes when I don't get answers from God, um, I, I have never thought, oh, God's not real, however, I have thought, is God listening or something, like, but God's always listening, I, <laughs> In fact, um, for those of you, uh, this is something I realized when I always thought, is God listening? Um, for those of you praying who feel like they're not getting answers from God, what I realized when I thought God's not listening, no, I'm not listening to God. You need to listen to what God has to say. Just take some time out of your day and just listen. Listen to what God has to say. Whatever, whatever you feel, whatever, whatever you feel like God's guiding you to. Whatever doors God, you, what you feel God is 
whatever doors God, you feel God is opening for you. I struggle to say that. Um, just, that's you got to listen to what uh, you feel God's telling you. Uh, God's listening. It's uh, whether you're listening. But yeah, like back to my uh, people not wanting to have faith. Sometimes they just don't want to take time out of their day to worship God. Sometimes they don't. Uh, some people find that kind of stuff boring, and I guess you can see that sometimes where there's those segments in church that become a little slow. That's understandable. Um, I used to, as a kid, oh my gosh, when I was in church, I'd be like, this is going by so slow. And that, when I was a little kid, of course, I wasn't comprehending anything that was happening in church. Uh, not just because I was a little kid, because I was bored. It was church, and I was bored as a kid. But then I started listening to what was actually being said. I started listening to what was actually happening. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what else to say about that, um, but yeah, like I said, atheists, a lot of atheists just don't want to, A, face the guilt of their sins, or B, sometimes, uh, you know, B, just don't want to put faith into something, and sometimes they just seriously do not think it's possible that a god can exist, and, uh, I've already released this part of the podcast. Well, not really released. I just talked about it. Um, a lot of people heard this. I think I only posted it on Snapchat, though. Um, a lot of atheists will ask uh, Christians the question, where did God come from? Um, and you'll get the answer if you look it up. That uh, um, That assumes that you're not talking about the God of the Bible, because the God of the Bible... Um, is the only God. Um, I'll get into the time, space, and matter for those of you that uh, understand what I was talking about. Yeah, I'll get into that in a second. But first, um, uh, where did God come from? Some people uh, would go to the theory that God came from a bigger God, but where did that come from? Where did that God come from? A bigger God. Where did that bigger God come from? A bigger God. It's just endless. No, the God of the Bible as I mentioned in my Snapchat, um, uh, atheists usually build their theories on time, space, and matter. The God of the Bible, the God of the Bible does not rely on time, space, and matter, because if he did, he wouldn't be God. I'm sorry if you can hear my swallowing sounds, I just realized they can probably hear that. But the God of the Bible does not rely on time, space, or matter, because if he did, he wouldn't be God. Uh, the guy I was listening to, gosh, I forgot his name, I wish I could drop his name in here, um, he was talking about how, uh, um, just because someone's in there, just because someone created something doesn't mean they rely upon that thing. Uh, what's an example he gave? Um, he said if someone, uh, made the computer he was standing next to, that he would... Uh, that that doesn't mean someone's uh, living inside the computer or living because of the computer. No, the God of the Bible created this world. He created man. Um, in the time, space, and matter, the time, space, and matter. Um, if you flip in your flip in your Bibles to 
the easiest thing to flip to if you ask me. Flip in your Bibles if I can actually get a hold of my Bible here. Flip in your Bibles to the very first page. Not the first page um, of the actual Bible, I mean Genesis 1. Flip in your Bibles to Genesis 1. First page of the first book. First verse of the first book, actually. The beginning of the world. In the beginning, God created the sky and the earth. There's that. The earth was empty and had no form. So there you have, in the time, space, and matter thing, there's the uh, earth chilling in the universe. So there's your space and matter. Darkness covered the ocean and God's spirit was moving over the water. I realize that. I'm just, I'm just kind of reading it right now. Then God said, let there be light. There was light. And God said, uh, and then God saw that the light was good, so he divided the light from the darkness. Okay. I was just kind of reading on there, uh, trying to finish the first five verses. But yeah, so earth, matter. Um, a lot of people's Bibles say, uh, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. There's heavens uh, in the universe. I guess some people would call the universe space, but uh, I would call the heaven space. Space. So there's space, earth is matter, and of course he created time in the beginning. There's your time right there. Uh, sorry if I was kind of droning on with the other uh, verses. I just wanted to read up to the fifth one for some reason. But yeah, like I was saying, a lot of atheists truly do not believe in... Like in that there's even a possibility of a god uh, that created the world. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, moving on. I spent a lot of time on that segment. Uh, not A lot of atheists, I'm going down a list of atheist questions. A lot of atheists ask uh, if God really exists, why is the world not perfect? And... For an atheist, yeah, I'd say this is a pretty good question. Why isn't the world perfect? Um, Some will bring up the fact... Mm, I'm sorry, I was pulling up the next part in my Bible. Um, Some will bring up the fact that, oh, God killed everybody because he didn't like them and stuff. <laughs> Yes and no. Um, yes, he, um, he, uh, did flood the earth to start a new version of earth. Um, and he has promised never to do this again. A lot of people use the rainbow as the LGBTQ sign. I'll make an episode about that. But, for now, I'd like to talk about the rainbow. Originally, was a sign from God saying, I will never flood the earth again. And he hasn't, has he? Ask any of your grandparents and parents. Ask yourself, has the earth flooded? Have there been floods? Yes. But has the earth, has the entire earth flooded to where everyone died? No. <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, but moving on to the imperfect world thing. Uh, people on this earth, they sin. I mentioned this earlier. People on this earth sin. No one on this world is perfect. There used to be a perfect person on this world, but he was crucified. I mentioned that in yesterday's Easter special. His name was Jesus. 
But yeah, this world is imperfect. Perfectly imperfect. That's kind of a paradox. Perfectly imperfect, but you can't be perfect at something. So we're not going to get into that right now. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's, no one on this world is perfect. Um, that's why most of us, not most of us, that's why we all need God. We need, uh, none of us were good enough for heaven. And, uh, because we're, we're all sinners. Uh, none of us are perfect. But Jesus Christ died on the cross. I explained it all yesterday in Easter's, in the Easter Sunday special. He died on the cross so that we can be saved from our sins, so that we can still have a chance to go to heaven, even though we're sinners. And sometimes your imperfect life is God trying to bring you closer to Him. When you move closer to God, God moves closer to you. You'll hear that all the time. It, a lot of tragedies, addictions, things like that in someone's life is what brings them closer to God. And I'm sure anyone that like has a tragedy or something, if they could go back and change it, they wouldn't. Because that brought the like if someone had a tragedy tragedy that brought them closer to God and that really, truly brought them closer to, to God, that that I'm sure they wouldn't change that thing. Whatever happened to them, they wouldn't change it. Because to have a relationship, a good relationship with God, is an amazing thing. A lot of um Atheists, Christians, everyone calls Christianity a religion, and it is, but it's more than a religion. It's a relationship with God, and it is an amazing one. And another thing atheists ask is why they're imperfect Christians. I kind of just explained this, but yeah, even Christians sin. Some, most people, I'm sure you know this, Christians sin. Just because you're a Christian, that doesn't mean you don't sin anymore. It doesn't mean you're a perfect person. A lot of people think, oh... Christians think they're so much better than us. Um, no. This leads into my next point. I have a lot of points in here. This leads into my next point. Christians and atheists. A lot of atheists believe Christians are better. No, a lot of atheists believe that Christians think we're better. Not that. Not the other thing. They think that Christians think we're better because, oh, we're good people, you're not, and stuff. You can be an atheist and be a good person. But that won't work out for you, uh... In the long run. Um, a lot of people don't like Christians because uh, they think Christians are homophobic. They think uh, that, like I said earlier, being a Christian is too much work or is too boring and stuff. It's, I'll, first of all, I'll get into the homophobic thing in a different episode. That's a whole other episode, really. Wow, I've already reached 15 minutes on this. This will... Be our longest episode. Um, uh, um, I'm sorry, I was collecting my train of thought, and I realized I say um like three times every time I try to collect my thoughts. Anyway, a lot of atheists think Christians, a lot of atheists think Christians think we're better, and they think, oh, atheists are terrible people and stuff, and sometimes we give off we as Christians give off that, uh, that, um, what do you say? We kind of convey that 
little notion there that, yeah, we think we're better than you. Um, we, we do it in the form of jokes. We do it in the form of shaming. Um, here in Psalm chapter 12, verse 1, actually. Uh, fools say to themselves, there is no God. Fools are evil and do terrible things. There is no one who does anything good. Um, many atheists would uh, listen to that, and they'd say, wow, this thing thinks I'm evil. No, thank you. I don't want to be a Christian. There could be an atheist listening to this right now. Don't click off. There can be an atheist listening to this right now and thinking, wow, so great, Christians hate me. The Bible says I'm a terrible person. No. No, no, no. But it is quite foolish, this thing is saying, it is quite foolish to believe there is no God and there's um, nothing after life. Um, our job as Christians is to simply make as many Christians as possible. I've already said this. Atheists and Christians are not enemies. If you as a Christian are believing that, like say you know an uh, atheist and you're a Christian, that you see that person as an enemy, that's, no. No, atheists are not enemies because Christians, if, if you can help it, you shouldn't have someone you hate so terribly. If it's not the devil, it's not someone you should hate. A lot of people think God can't hate anybody. No, God hates sin. And the devil is sin. There's no one you should abs you should actually hate. I you can dislike people, but there should be no one you actually hate. And a lot of atheists um I I honestly cannot understand how this is um I've been given a lot of answers here, but this is something I don't understand. How um people who don't believe in God can deal with this life's tragedies. This life is too short. At some point it's too long. This life has so many tragedies. This life is it's too unpredictable to not put your trust in Jesus Christ. When you're going through something hard, Jesus Christ is the best way to get through it. And I've always wondered, how did people ever get through things without uh, God? Or how did people ever get through things with Jesus Christ? And I've already made an episode about this, living for God and not the world. Atheists, they of course live for the world. Um, atheists turn to worldly things. Atheists turn to uh, the internet. Atheists turn to TV, anything to distract them from the reality of the situation they're in. And I would like to clarify, I'm not trying to badmouth atheists. No Christian should badmouth atheists. Because atheists are just people who really haven't come around to God. And trust me, that God, a lot of atheists I know used to go to church... That God you heard about in Sunday school, he's still working miracles like that. That Jesus you heard about in Sunday school, he's still working miracles.
just like you heard in the stories. Jesus can still hear, uh, heal. Um, God can still heal. If you're going through something difficult right now, if you're going through something that maybe you don't want to talk about, pray. Prayer is the best thing. Because it's a time where you can talk to God. It's a time where you can just have a one-on-one conversation with God. It is an amazing, amazing thing that we as Christians get to do. I'm running along, running on a little long here, so I'll try to wrap it up. But I would like to give a little summary here. Um, atheists, Christians do not hate you. And if you're a Christian and you hate an atheist, if you see them as the enemy, just think about that. Ask God. Look in your Bible. Pray to God. Because Christians, uh, Christians are not the enemy of atheists. Atheists are not the enemy of Christians. Atheists are just people who have not yet found the beauty of God, or maybe have and have like been led astray, been led astray from Him. It's they're not the enemy, and we as Christians do not view ourselves higher than atheists. I've said this before. Um, when someone says, when I say I'm a Christian, I don't mean I'm better than you. I'm perfect. I, when I say I'm a Christian, I mean I was lost, but then I was found. Just for a little extra statistic, uh, statistics here, I can not say that word, uh, I did a little research. Uh, the Christian U.S. population is 70.6%. Pretty good. The atheist U.S. population, 39.0%. That comes from a variation of reasons. And you'll, you could find many different percentage, percentages if you look deep enough. But these are the ones I found the most. That that comes from a variation of reasons. People who went from some who went through something hard and realized they needed God. That's why there's an imperfect world. That's the way I see it, at least. And uh, like I said, the atheist population here is a little smaller. There's many stories you can look it up. You'll find hundreds. I mean, absolutely hundreds of stories of. Atheists turning Christian because they finally found the beauty in the love of God. I just wanted to throw that in there. But again, Christians and atheists, despite what everyone thinks, despite what Christians think, some Christians think, despite what atheists, some atheists think, Christians and atheists are not enemies. Atheists, just because they live... Just because they mostly live carefree in sin, this doesn't mean that they're terrible people. Being a Christian doesn't mean you think you're a perfect perfect person. Being an atheist, that doesn't mean you're perfect either. Being a Christian means you live in sin. Being an atheist also means you live in sin.
Uh, being a Christian, however, means you're a bit more cautious, a bit more conscious of having, of living in sin. When you feel remorse after sin, after you commit a sin, and you feel remorse afterward, that's the Holy Spirit working in you. If if you sin and you feel nothing afterward, like it's an everyday thing, that that means you need to get closer with God. I've covered a lot of points in this episode of the podcast. I have been all over the place, I realize. Um, I hope you enjoyed this rather extremely long episode of the podcast. I do have it in the description that these are 10 to 20 minute, but we have reached about 25 minutes here. So, um, I hope you, like I said, I hope you enjoyed. Um, I hope this was a strong message to someone listening. Um, let me know what you'd like me, like me to cover next. Um, I might go through some more modern day problems, some, mo- some modern day issues, debate topics, stuff like that. Um, like I said, I hope you enjoyed. Have a blessed day. Goodbye.